Now, we are taking a break from Galatians, and we have got, uh, I've got a two-part series for you because everyone in here is starting some new, some, the next new stage of their life. You're either coming into high school or you're going into 10th, 11th, or go, you're going into your senior year, or you've just graduated and you're getting ready to go to college or into the workforce or whatever you got going on. And um, it's funny, I don't know if your mind works this way. Mine does. I've been involved in youth ministry for a lot of years. And so my mind works this way. Let you into a little, little sneak peek into my strange mind, okay? Um, uh, December 31st, January 1st, for me, I know it's New Year's Eve, New Year's Day, but, but for me, in my mind, mentally, it's like the middle of the year. To me, that's like, that's not the end of the year or the beginning of the year. That's like the middle of the year. Um, I tend to work in, I see the year in it, uh, um, um, according to the school, school year. So my year begins in August, ends in June, pretty much. And uh, that's, that's pretty much how I, see, how I see the year going on. So, uh, so when we're in August and all of you are going back to school, and thank God I don't have to go back to school. But as you're all going back to school in August or September, I'm seeing that as the beginning of our year. And so all of us right now, we're all starting something new. Everybody in here is starting something new, except for the old people that are in here. But all of you guys are starting something new. Uh, but even, even the leaders that are in here, they're going to get some new students and all of that. So it's an exciting time. Um, and so what we're going to do is we're breaking from Galatians because we've got a two-part series on success, how to be successful. Now, obviously in here, because we're in a Bible study, that's what we do here on Wednesday nights, we're looking at how to be spiritually successful. I want you to take just a moment and take a look around at the people that are around you, in front of you, next to you. Uh, behind you, across the room. Take a look at these people because there is a good chance. And let's see if this is actually working. Is it doing anything? Uh, not there. Okay, I'll tell you what. That's the video. We'll leave it there. I'm going to show you a video in just a second. We'll leave it there for now. Um, but, but there's a really good chance that the people that you see right now, not all of them are going to be here at the end of this school year. Because what happens is after being in youth ministry all of these years, what I've, what I've realized, I've come to realize that every single year, students drop off the map, man. And, and generally speaking, what happens is they get distracted by things at some point during the school year. They get distracted by something. Um, it, it could be just uh, the academics, the education part of it, so much of it. That, you know what, man, I can't go to church tonight because, man, I got so much work and this is due and I, I just can't go. And, but I'll be there next Wednesday. The next Wednesday comes and, oh, man, I got so much homework again. It's just piling up. This teacher's really just laying it on thick and I'm not going to be able to make it. And it just happens little by little like that. It's not normally just a sudden like, you know, I hate all of you. I'm never coming back. But it's normally little by little. People begin to make choices and uh, they, they, they uh, reprioritize their lives. And what will happen is that they, they, they tend to, to, to kind of drift off. And we go, man, what, what happened to so-and-so? You know, didn't, man, they were here like all of the time. They went on mission trips. They went to camps. They went to events. They were always here. What happened to them? And, uh, and then, you know, you catch up with them on social media or something. Or somebody tells you, well, you know, man, I, yeah, I saw him on, on you know, on his uh, Snap or on his Instagram or whatever. And, you know, I don't know, he's kind of like doing these things and doing that. You're like, man, what happened? What, 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 what went wrong? Um, and so that's, we're, we're, we're going to do our best to remedy that tonight and next Wednesday. 
uh, this two-part series on how to be successful spiritually throughout the school year. Now, how do we prioritize? Really what we're doing is, and in, in tonight we're looking at success, and what it's subtitled is study the course. We've got a course in front of us, okay? Imagine yourself in a race. Even if you're not an athlete, maybe you're a mathlete, okay? But if you're an athlete and you got like, you just got a picture, you know, you've seen a race before, and uh, you know what, there's a course in front of me, I got to know the course. When I was younger, I used to ride bikes, BMX, all the time. Had a red line that I bought. It was the first brand new bike that I ever bought on my own. Saved up money and uh, bought my own red line. And uh, we used to race around the neighborhood, you know, and we'd make up this course. Okay, we're going to go up this way, and we're going to go through, uh, you know, our neighbor, you know, uh, Jeff's uh, yard. And then uh, you're going to go through, uh, you know, uh, that neighbor's rose bushes over there. And then you're going to, you know, make a turn. You're going to go in between those two trees, and we do this whole thing. You had to know the course because if you took a wrong turn, then you lost the race, and then all your friends would make fun of you. And so you have to study the course. That's what we're doing. We're going we're gonna to study the course tonight. We're going to see, like, what's ahead. I need to prioritize. If I'm going to be successful, I need to know what, what's the most important thing I need to be doing. And what's the next most important, and the next, and the next, and the next, and the next. And so that's what we're going to be looking at tonight. And then next week we'll be looking at staying the course. I know now I've got the course. How do I stay on course and not get distracted? I know what I'm supposed to be doing. But, but success... How, how can I be successful? Look, we are Christians. What we do, everything that we do starts with the Bible. Every time I've got a question, I go, hey, well, if I want to be successful, you know, if I want to prioritize and, and I want to have the right priorities, how do I, like, what are the right priorities? Well, we always go back and we ask God. We go, God, what, what are the right priorities? What do I do here? And so we're going to be looking at that tonight from Exodus 20. But I've got a video, and hopefully Jaden's got some sound for us for that video. You guys have probably seen this before, and if you've seen it, please just bear with us, okay? And just act like it's the first time you've ever seen it. Be super excited, you know what I mean? Okay, let's see what's, let's see what's in the video. And, uh, I just, I only had one problem with that. Why couldn't they hold the camera steady? But anyways, um, let's see. There we are, right there. Success studying the course. Now, here's what we're going to do. We're going to look at verses 3, Exodus 20, verses 3 down to verse 12. And this is, come on, this is how it's broken down, right there. There we are. Verses 3 through 11, just two main divisions. Verses 3 through 11 is faith. And then verse 12, simply just verse 12, is family. Okay? And we're going to look at some priorities here. And why are we looking at Exodus 20? Because what we're looking at tonight is the first five commandments of the Ten Commandments. We're not looking at all of them. We're just looking at the first five. And really, those first five, I think, can be broken up into these two sections, faith and family. And we're looking at or we're using Exodus chapter 20 or these commandments because these commandments are what God gave to his people when he was, when he was, uh, um, um, he was teaching them and he wanted them to have the, the, the most important things. These are the most important things. On my heart, God was essentially saying to his people. Now, you need some context, okay? What's this Exodus 20 all about? Well, God was speaking to the Jews, his people, at that specific time, gave them some very specific things. But there are, even though we're not Jews and we weren't there at that time, there are principles that we are going to see in here that we are going to use to prioritize tonight. So when you walk out of here, you're going to know, I'm, I'm going to, spill the beans here a little bit. I know it's anticlimactic, but um, 
what you're going to have is the top two things that you and I should be doing, okay? And so let's look at this. The first section begins at verse 3, obviously, and it is faith, as you can see, and that'll take us down to verse 11. And we read here, it says in verse 3, as God begins to speak and he's giving these commandments, he says, you shall have no other gods before me. Now, it does not get any clearer than that, okay? In high school, we like to just, let's just keep it simple. Yeah, I don't need it complicated. I don't need to like a puzzle and let me try to figure it out and then, and then leave here thinking, what did I just learn? We keep it simple. God makes it real simple. You shall have no other gods before me, okay? So what that's called is God first, okay? God first, God first. Now, he's about to go um, or to make it even clearer for us what exactly he means in his second commandment. And here's what it says in verse 4. You shall not make for yourself a carved image. A carved image. Now, for all, for you and I, we, we know this. Okay? Number two here, what he's saying in verse 3 is, hey, God first. When he gets to verse 4, he says it means no idols. We, we all know that. We understand that. He's saying, don't make any carved images. That would be considered an idol, like a statue, something that you worship. Okay? But we all know that. And none of us, none of us, I would be willing to bet some money, and I don't even have any money. But if I had some money, I'd be willing to bet that there's not one single person in here that is going to go home, get a log from your backyard, and carve out a god, set it up, and start worshiping it. Because that's, that's an obvious. We all know that. It's like, of course nobody would do that. But you and I also understand you and I also understand that we can set up other things as idols, though, right? We know that, right? We know that. I went to get uh, my daughter's car smogged yesterday. Chevy Equinox 2013, okay? Soccer mom car. Soccer mom little SUV, okay? And I had to drive that thing. So embarrassing. But anyways, I love my daughter. I took it. So I'm there in my little Chevy Equinox, and I'm waiting, and these two guys pull up. Corvette, okay, and it had like the uh, uh, like the T-top thing, so it was like it was open on top, and it was like I'm just looking. It was super low, and it's like oh, I like Corvettes, and I'm just looking at these guys like man, I really hate you. But anyways, <laughs> I, I'm I, you know it's like you, okay, you know what I mean? Like we can we can see we can make those kinds of things idols, right? We can look at that and go oh man, that's you know we have one of those. That's my baby, you know and spend all our time. So we all understand that. So when he says in verse 4, you shall not make for yourself a carved image, he goes on to say, any likeness of anything that is in heaven above, or that is in the earth beneath, or that is in the water under the earth, you shall not bow down to them nor serve them, for I, the Lord your God, am a jealous God, he said, visiting the iniquity of the fathers upon the children to the third and fourth generations of those who hate me showing mercy to thousands to those who love me and keep my commandments. So what he's telling them there is God first, and then the next thing he's telling them is God only. In case it wasn't clear from his first commandment, you shall have no other gods before me, he then makes it even clearer by saying God only. Don't bow down. Don't worship anything else. In other words, there should not be, God is saying to his people, there should not be any competition for 
my attention. Okay? He's saying, I don't want there to be any other competition. And we begin to see here, our, we begin to understand from God's word, our priorities. Now, we would all, all of us in here would say, yes, priorities, God first. But you and I would also understand at the same time that we do not always live that way. I'm including myself in that. We do not always live that way. Sometimes it's hard for me to, I'm being honest, sometimes it's hard for me to remember God when I'm at uh, uh, my favorite um, uh, stadium in L.A. watching L.A. Galaxy. And I'm out there yelling and screaming like a madman, you know, L.A. Galaxy, uh, 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 L.A. Galaxy, uh, 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 uh. and then it's like, Oh, man, do I do this? Am I going to do this in church tomorrow? Like, man, where, you know, I can get caught up and I forget. And I start to make other things an idol, okay? So he's saying God first, God only. Now, Jesus said the same thing. Um, let, oh, let me, we'll, we'll get to that in just a minute. Let me show you this. Verse 7. I need to make sure that, that whatever I'm doing is God-honoring. So God first, God only, God-honoring. Verse 7, you shall not take the name of the Lord your God in vain, for the Lord will not hold him guiltless who takes his name in vain. That would include when you take God's name and attach it to a cuss word. We all know what that is. I do not need to say it. However, that is not primarily what it means. Primarily it means that I need to be careful that I not take the name of God and then misrepresent God. To take the name of God means to take hold of it or to take ownership of it. It means that I would go and, and tell everybody, hey, I'm a Christian, but then not live accordingly, live appropriately. So I need to be careful that I am honoring God. Now, he's going to talk to them here in verses 7 and then again in verse 8 about honoring him in two different ways. We've just seen the first one there. Let me get that up there for you. And that is when I'm representing him. Okay, To honor him is, is in my representation. So I honor him by the way that I live. Now, all of us understand, we there's no, none of us in here is going to live perfectly. And we're not going to live exactly like God. But our lives should be lived in such a way that other people can see that I am striving to be more like God. That I'm, I'm working at trying to live more like Jesus. That should be evident in my life. Now they're also going to see our mistakes because we all make mistakes. And sometimes we sin and we mess up. We get a bad attitude or we say the wrong thing. But overall... The, the, the people around me should, should see or notice that I am striving to be more like God or to, to be holy, to not take his name in vain, okay? So in representing him, I can honor him, but then he mentions a second one in verse 8, and that is how I spend my time. He says in verse 8, remember the Sabbath day to keep it holy. Six days you shall labor and do all your work, but the seventh day is the Sabbath of the Lord your God. In it you shall do no work, you, nor your son, nor your daughter, nor your male servant, nor your female servant, nor your cattle, nor your stranger who is in your gates, or is within your gates. 
For in six days, he uses himself as, a, as an example, for in six days the Lord made the heavens and the earth, the sea, and all that is in them, and rested on the seventh day. Therefore the Lord blessed the Sabbath day and hallowed it. Now, we've talked a lot about, uh, on Wednesday nights, about the Sabbath, especially in the book of Galatians, okay? Now, I don't have time to go into it. I'll just mention this real quickly, and we'll move on to our main point or the principle that we learned from this. And that is that when we get to the New Testament, you and I are no longer required to meet on the Sabbath or to keep the Sabbath. The Sabbath would be Saturday. And we're no longer required to keep that as a special day. We, the early church, the early Christians, started, actually, the, the first church, the Christians, they were Jews. And they would actually go to, uh, to the synagogue or the temple on Saturday. And then they would all get together on Sunday and celebrate the resurrection of Jesus because he resurrected on Sunday. But then we learn in the book of Acts that they actually got together again on Monday. And then again for Taco Tuesday. And Wednesday again. And Thursday again, and Friday again, and Saturday again, and they just started all. They just they were getting together every single day. Now the point here, or the principle for you and I, is you and I are going, man. I need to prioritize my life this year, and and how, how am I? How what's what's going on here? Well, he tells us here in his uh, uh, fourth. Uh, um, uh, uh, commandment to remember the Sabbath day to keep it holy, what that translates to for you and I is that we need to make sure that we're setting aside time to spend with the Lord. That our lives ought not be about all about just working, man, seven days a week. And listen, I know I've had my own kids that went through elementary and junior high and then into high school. And the amount of work, man, that just piled up and piled up and piled up and I've got a daughter now. My youngest daughter is in college, and still the, the amount of work, man, it just piles up. So I get it. I know. you gotta, you got to stay on it. You're trying to be disciplined. You're trying to get good grades, right? But setting aside time to say, nope, time to pump the brakes. i got to spend some time with the Lord. And you've got to determine that. What's, what's, what's your time? What's, what's your time with the Lord? Now, now it could be just a daily time that you have in your own personal, you know, you just go to your room, you shut the door. Maybe for, you know, you got a big family, you got to go to the bathroom to spend time with the Lord. Turn the shower on and then just sit there for a while. Maybe it's getting away to some other place, whatever it might be. Your, your special time might be Wednesday nights. It might be Sunday mornings. But you want to have that time set aside so that you're not just constantly going 24-7 and like, okay, Lord, I'll see you in July when this is all done. I can't do that. There's no way that I'm going to be successful spiritually. I won't survive. I need that time. And then finally, we move on to our second. Oh, let me show you a couple of passages because Jesus Jesus talked about putting God first also. Look what he said in Matthew 6.33, but seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things shall be added to you. Paul reiterated that. You like that word, reiterated? You can use that tomorrow, okay? <laughs> if then you were raised with Christ. If you're a Christian, you were raised with Christ. I was raised with Christ. Raised, you know, born again. Raised from the dead. If then you were raised with Christ, seek 
those things which are above, where Christ is, sitting at the right hand of God. And then he says in verse 2, set your mind on things above, not on things on the earth. So as I am prioritizing my year, I need to begin by putting God in the top spot. The top spot. If we're going back to that illustration of that jumbly video that we saw at the beginning, God is going to definitely be one of those rocks that goes in the bottom. That's, that's what everything else gets built on top of. He's got to be my foundation. If he's not the foundation, then i got a foundation made out of sand. And that is not firm. I need a firm foundation. God's got to be first. But when God was telling his people, giving his people the Ten Commandments, now, here's, let me go back for just a second. Let me show you something. Go back. Look at these. God says, he said himself, God first, God only, and then make sure that you are honoring me, he said about himself, by the way that you represent him and the way that you spend your time. Okay, the way that you spend your time. As I'm setting up my, my priorities, I want to make sure that I'm keeping all of this in mind. Listen, it's got to be God first. It's got to be God only. It's got to be honoring to God. And it better be honoring to him in the way that I'm representing him and in the way that I'm spending or using my time. So God first. God gets that top spot in my priority list. Okay? But as he's talking to them, and, and you need to understand that all of these things really, in a sense, all of these things, they all go back to the first one. If God is first, then God's got to be the only one. And if God is first and he's the only one, then I better make sure that I'm honoring him. So they all go back to that first one. So in a way, the second thing that he tells them, and this is my number two priority here, is in verse 12. And let's go ahead and move forward here so that I can show you that. There we are. Verse 12 is family. And we get the word there in verse 12, right at the beginning, and it is honor. Honor your father and your mother, that your days may be long upon the land which the Lord your God is giving you. So as God was explaining to his people, hey, these are the most important things. He first highlights the relationship that they had with him. God first, God only, God honoring. And then the second relationship, the second thing on his list is honoring your father and your mother. And I'll put it in a nutshell for you. It's family. So that we can see faith has got to have the top spot and the very next spot has got to be family. Now, many of us, and I'm not looking at anybody in particular, okay, I'm looking at myself. If anything, we get those priorities mixed up so often we can even put family on top of God and move God down a couple notches but then you and I know that we oftentimes put lots of other things we give them that other things that top spot or maybe God's got the top spot but then we put other things above family and we get that all mixed up listen You've got lots of things that you do in your life. I don't know what, what all it is, okay? But you've got lots of things going on. What you want to do, if you want to be successful this year, and I mean successful spiritually, if you still want to be sitting here in July with us, talking about camp, 
talking about mission trips, talking about events, talking about beach trips, still fellowshipping, having grown stronger in the Lord by that point, then you need to make sure that on your list of priorities that the top two things are your faith and then your family. Now, what happens is we get all caught up, man. We put, man, we move education like way up there. Education is super important. Don't go home and say, hey, Pastor Chris said that ed education shouldn't even be on the priority list. I didn't say that, okay? If your mom or dad comes back, I'm going to say, no, he or she, they're lying through their teeth. Okay? Education is important. But it's not above God. And according to God, it's not above family. So here's what we do. Here's what we do. We need to ask ourselves some questions, okay? As you're going through your school year and opportunities are coming up and people, you know, friends, oh, come on, let's do this or let's do that or let's, come on, let's, you know, let's get involved in this thing or that thing. You're going to ask yourself a few, I've got a few questions for you that you can write down. These are not going to be on the screen, so if you're paying attention, you want to write them down, write them down. My first question has always got to be this. Will this, will this thing, whatever I'm going to do, this activity, this sport, this club, whatever I'm going to do, number one, will this violate God's word? If this is going to go against God's word, then there's no consideration needed. I don't, I don't need to do that activity, that club, that sport. I don't need to do it. Will this violate God's word? Secondly, will this honor God. Will this violate God's word? Secondly, will this honor God? Imagine everything you do this year, as you're thinking about, oh, should I, should I get involved in this and do that and do this club and do this sport? Stop and say, you know what? Is this, is this activity, this thing, is it going to violate God's word? No? Okay. Let's move on to the second one. And then I ask myself this, is this going to honor God? Will this activity, this thing that I'm going to do, is this going to honor God? If it's not, I'm done. No need to move forward. I'm not doing it. If it's not going to violate God's word, and it will allow me the opportunity to honor God, then okay, maybe I can move forward, but there's a third question. Here's the third one is this. Will this activity, whatever it is, will this compete with God for my attention? Will this activity compete with God for my attention. In other words, adding this thing into my life, is that going to create competition for my, the attention that I give to God? Is it going to pull from that? Is it going to draw from that? Is it going to cut into that time? Anybody know who the man is on the screen? Eric? Liddell. He was an Olympic runner. He knew it. He knew it. Joab knew it because he's a, he's a runner and he knows the story. He was an Olympic runner who, now listen, I'm not telling you you have to do this. Olympic runner, chariots of fire. Anyways, he decided that he was not going to run on Sundays. He was a Christian. And he said, no, I don't, I don't run on Sundays. I'll run every other day of the week. I don't, I'm not going to run on Sundays. They actually changed a race for him. They said, fine, we won't hold it on a Sunday then. Because he just said, no, I just won't run. But you don't understand this is an important race. It's not that important. That was his commitment to God. And he made his commitment and said, no, I'm not. 
not backing down on that. He had his commitment to the Lord. And he made a stand. And what happened was everybody ended up changing for him. Is this activity that I'm trying to get involved in going to compete with God for my attention? I need to ask myself those questions. And then, listen, if I'm all clear on those, let's say I'm all clear. I go, no, you know what? This is not going to violate God's word. Um, no, this, this is not dishonoring to the Lord. And this is not going to compete for my attention, the attention that I give to God. No, it's fine. Okay, well then let's move to our second priority. So the first priority was faith. Second priority was family. And then I want to ask myself the same questions. Is this, not is it going to violate my family's word, but is it going to violate my family's standards? Is it going to violate my family's standards? Number two, will this honor my family? See, God said very clearly in his word, it's the fifth commandment, honor your father and mother. Is this thing that I'm going to do, is it going to honor or dishonor my family, my mother and my father? And then thirdly, is this going to compete with my family for my attention? Now, the majority of my attention has got to go to God. But then my family is second, and I've got to make sure that I'm honoring them and spending time with them and loving them. Because before this activity came along, your family was there. And after this activity is long gone, your family will be there. So we don't want to just push them aside because you see God desires that we have a relationship with him first and then he desires, desires that we have a relationship with our family. Now there are lots of other things that you do. You got sports, you got academics, you got clubs, you got drama, you got uh, whatever, you got your social media, you got all sorts of other things. Those can fit somewhere else down underneath there. But now we know tonight as we leave the top two things on my priority list have got to be God, or faith, building my faith, strengthening my faith, and then my family's got to be next because those are the things that God pointed out. Those were, those were in his top ten list, man. That was, that was in the top five. And I've got to make sure that I'm, I'm working uh, with, within those, uh, within those uh, uh, guidelines. Now... What you are going to get, we're going to break for small groups in just a minute. What you are going to get is you're going to get two cards in your small group. Okay? What I want you to do is this. With one of those cards, I want you to write the top five things that take up your time. What are the top five things? What do you spend the most time on? Top five. And listen. You know, try to like play all holy, like mm, number one, God, number two, Jesus, number three, Holy Spirit. If that's what it is, that's what it is. But if it's not, just write down what's on there, what, what, whatever it is. You go, man, you know what? I, yeah, no, the truth is, social media is God. That's like, that's, I do that a bunch. Okay? Write that down on there. Because what you're going to do with that is you're going to then, after you write the top five things, Number them. Just say, you know what, um, right now, to be honest, God's like number three, I think, and he needs to be number one. So then I'm going to put number one next to God. Or maybe it's reading my Bible, or however you want to word it, okay? Now, here's what you're going to do if you're slightly more daring. You come here, what? Why do you come here? You come here to be changed, for God to work in your life. Yes or no? Yes? Yes. All right. So here's what you're going to do. 
If you're one of those people that says, no, you know what? I need to change, man. I need to get better. I need to build my faith. No, I, I, I want to continue with the Lord. Then you're going to take the second card. You're going to write your name on the top. The first one is for you. You can take that home, stick that on your bathroom mirror, and then every morning, like, you know what, Lord? No, I need to pray about this. I need to move these. I need to re reprioritize here. And you get God and then family in those top two spots, and then you decide, you know, as you, what, what else, whatever goes next, okay? The second one, if you're slightly more daring, you're going to write the exact same thing on the second card with your name. And then you're going to hand that to your leader. Say, so here. I need some help. And now your leader is going to have a card. They're going to say, hey, Joe, I noticed that, man, you you uh, you put on your card that you, you, you know, you just, like, you go home, you spend all your time just drumming. How's it going? They're going to help hold you accountable. Okay? They're not going to go, ugh, you do that? <laughs> Next, like, like that. They're going to help you out. They're going to help hold you. That's what they're there for. To help you out. To say, hey, how's it going with this, man? How's it going with your priority list? Let's pray. Let's talk about it. Let me help you get, get your priorities straightened out, all right? Father, thank you so much for tonight.